the Public News Service Daily Newscast, July the 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The western United States facing extreme weather, including long-lasting droughts, heat, and an above-average wildfire season. We get more from our Eric Tegetoff. For Montanans, the wildfire season has yet to kick into full gear, but is expected to in the coming month. According to the National Interagency Fire Center, the year-to-date acres burned in the U.S. is about 220% above the 10-year average. Rocky Infanger is a board member for FireSafe Montana. He says the season may be off to a slow start, but Montana communities saw devastating fires at the end of last year. We're not generally used to fires in that time of the year, the winter-type months. But we're not getting the snow that we normally would, so we're just starting to see fires longer and longer. Last December, a wildfire burned down dozens of homes in the town of Denton, which is east of Great Falls. The town of Browning on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation also experienced fire devastation at the end of the year. And while most West Virginians pay taxes on every dollar they earn, larger corporations and billionaires use tax loopholes to pay as little as zero in income taxes. And in turn, they use that money to pump tens of millions of dollars into political campaigns. That's according to a new report released by West Virginia's Citizen Action Group in collaboration with Americans for Tax Fairness. The report found that almost half of the nearly $190 million raised by the House and Senate GOP super PACs in the first 16 months of the 2022 campaign cycle came from 27 billionaires. Gary Zuckett with West Virginia Citizen Action Group says Mountain State residents end up footing the bill for roads and other local government services. Why does this make a difference to middle and working class West Virginians? The reason it makes a difference is that every dollar that billionaires and millionaires don't pay in taxes, the tax dodging corporations don't pay on their profits, is our tax dollars that the working class has to make up to keep our government functioning. Billionaire political donations in 2020 were nearly double the $682 million poured into campaigns in 2016, according to data from Open Secrets Database. Nadia Ramlagan reporting. Now from CNN, Mike Pence seems to have decided that the only way past Donald Trump is through Donald Trump. They report, unlike many of Trump's would-be 2024 challengers, his former VP is issuing a direct challenge by endorsing against Trump in critical races in states that were hotly contested in 2020. Pence's latest move is an endorsement of Republican Karen Taylor Robinson in the Arizona governor's race. This is PNS. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June, an Ohio law that bans abortion after six weeks of pregnancy was allowed to take effect. The heartbeat bill bans abortions after the detection of fetal cardiac activity, typically around six weeks of pregnancy and before many women know they're pregnant. And now House Bill 598 is moving through the legislature. It essentially would ban abortions starting at conception. Jesse Hill, with the Case Western Reserve University School of Law, explains it does not include exceptions for incest or rape, and that has many women worried. Being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy to term is just sort of a a re-traumatization for some people. To qualify for an exception because of complications to the mother's health, doctors would be required to complete intensive paperwork to prove the procedure was absolutely necessary. Representative Gary Click is a co-sponsor. 
The Vickery Republican said he wants a special session called to, quote, align Ohio's law to reflect the right that every child deserves, unquote. This story was produced with original reporting from Trista Bowser at Kent State University. I'm Mary Sherman. And a recent ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court significantly restricted Environmental Protection Agency's authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. Danny Schaust of Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute is one of countless Hoosiers moving the state toward cleaner energy sources. She oversees IU's McKinney Climate Fellows Program, which places students with private, public, and nonprofit organizations. The goal is to help those groups adopt new sustainability strategies. Indiana is not thought of by most folks as environmentally forward thinking, but we are also leveling up and ramping up our efforts to train students to help our state move forward. This is Jonah Chester reporting. Finally, Ross Brown tells us after being rejected by Texas and Utah, the federal government has now picked New Mexico to house the nation's spent nuclear fuel. But the governor there says the state will not be a dumping ground. The U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission announced last week it intends to issue a license to Holtec International to locate a toxic waste storage facility in Lee County. Holtec has proposed to transport high-level nuclear waste from the East Coast across the country via rail lines to a facility slated for the state's southeast corner. Don Hancock is the Nuclear Waste Program Director for the Southwest Research and Information Center. This is a very bad idea. These kinds of waste facilities proposed in Texas and New Mexico and previously Utah. Multiple New Mexico groups, including tribal leaders, oppose the operations. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service. Member and listeners supported. We're heard on interesting radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.